Someone says, I have heard that talking about problems will help me. Yet I do not seem to find permanent relief. What's wrong? Well, I'll tell you what's wrong. Talking about your problems is important. But if you go no further and you don't do something about those problems, that is what God says to do about them, then it's worse. Talking alone is worse than if you had kept your mouth closed at the very beginning. The idea of talking alone is by no means a Bible concept. For example, in Proverbs 14.23, we're told, in all toil, you see the stress on doing something, in all toil, toil there is profit, but mere talk leads only to want. This is true not only of one's efforts in his daily labor for his uh, daily bread, but it's also true of the impoverished counseling that goes on today. We have been told everywhere, in books by without number, and pastors even, even Bible-believing pastors have been taught this in seminaries that claim to believe the Word of God, tragically, that if they talk to people and let people talk to them about their problems, that that will do those people a lot of good and no harm could ever come from just listening to somebody when he talks. Well, let me say to you right now that if listening alone takes place in any counseling that you're involved in, where somebody is counseling you or where you're counseling someone else, unless that problem is an extremely superficial one, that listening alone or letting the other person talk alone can be the most destructive thing possible. You say, destructive? How? Well, let me explain. Suppose someone comes in to you and tells you all about his problem. Now, he's been to several other counselors before. He's tried his other ways and so on. But now, let's say he comes to you as a Christian. Or you go, let's say, to your pastor who represents Jesus Christ in his dealings with you. And you go as a last resort, anxious to find out what God has to say about this problem. You should have gone to find out what God had to say much earlier, but at last you've gotten around to it. And you go to the pastor, and he says, all right, tell me about your problem. And you begin to tell him. And he says, hmm. And you tell him some more. And he says, I see. And you tell him some more, and he repeats back some words to you. <clears throat> and you go on talking and talking and talking and talking until the hour is over. And he says, well, fine. I hope this has done you a lot of good. And you say, oh, yes, I feel much, much better, pastor. And you do. And you go out and you wring his hand off on the way out and he feels happy and you feel happy because you've gotten it all off of your chest. But five hours, five days later, whatever it may be, you suddenly awaken to the fact that nothing has happened. The problem's still there. The difficulties are still as they used to be. Nothing has really changed in the situation. All you've done is just tell it all over again. And far worse than that, as you begin to reflect on the situation, you say, I told it to my pastor. And I didn't expect other people, perhaps, to have the answer, but he's a man who believes the Bible. He teaches it. He preaches it in the, script, uh, in the pulpit each week. But I told it to him, and he didn't give me any answers either. So God does not have an answer to my problem. Now you're really discouraged. Very often at that point, somebody might try to take his life. No, you see, 
counseling can be most destructive when a person fails to give God's answers to man's problems, when he only listens to the problem, when he hopes that by the person getting it off of his chest, he will feel better and solve his problem. Of course he feels better for a little while while he gets it off of his chest, but suddenly he realizes sometime later that nothing has happened to really change the circumstances. So he feels 10 times worse. And worst of all, if he goes to a pastor seeking God's answers and that pastor refuses to do anything but talk or let the person talk and listen to him, then he concludes rightly or wrongly that God has no word on this subject since none was spoken from the word of God. There's a tremendous difference, according to 1 Corinthians 4.20, between talk only and God's power. When those soldiers when those tax collectors and when those people came to John the Baptist for help and they recognized their sin and they were baptized by him, confessing their sins and repenting of those sins, then they asked the question, the question that every Christian should be asking about any problem in life, what must I do? John did not simply reflect back to them as Carl Rogers and others would do in uh, this reflective counseling. He did not simply reflect back to them the uh, uh, words that they had spoken. Oh, you want, want to know what to do? But he told them what to do. He told them directly from God what to do. He told those soldiers not to use their place of position and power in some way for, to advantage themselves or to disadvantage others. He told those tax collectors if they had been taking money more than they should, that they should cease doing that and take only what was required of them. And so he gave them, gave them specific directions to go back into the areas in which they lived and in which they were operating and to serve and live differently as a Christian ought to live. When the rich young ruler came to Jesus for counsel and he said to Jesus, I'm okay, you're okay, and Jesus demonstrated to him that there was only one who was okay, that rich young ruler was given an assignment by Jesus Christ. He was told what to do. He was not merely listened to. As a matter of fact, I don't think you can find this listening technique used anywhere by the Lord Jesus Christ. Christ always told men what God required of them. It's tragic that for so many people today, the very word counsel means to listen, not to talk. You know, the word counsel actually throughout all of the word of God means to give advice, to give a word from God, to give biblical advice about any subject, any situation, anything that a person is seeking to find answers to. The counselor who allows a counselee to come in and simply talk and talk and talk about his problem. This counselor is just like the, the neighborhood crony who allows a woman to get on the phone and complain about her husband and talk about her ills and, and uh, grumble about all the things that are wrong in her life and just hang on the phone for an hour at a time. Everybody feels better for a little while, but not very long, and nothing is ever really accomplished. Indeed, serious, uh, complicating problems can arise from this, as I have shown you. A person may get the con come to the conclusion that God has no answers and may then take some uh, drastic step beyond. I want to encourage you, if you go for counseling to your pastor or to anyone else, if you go to counseling to ask for help, to ask for directions from God about your problem, to talk and focus not upon your problem alone, talk about that problem, of course,
but talk about it only as a means for reaching forth to God's solutions. Talk about the situation, what the difficulties are realistically, truthfully, in detail, but only with a view toward finding what God says in his word, the scriptures, to do about it. Any counselor to whom you go who is unwilling to give you the word of God from the scriptures is not a biblical counselor. Shun him. Go away from him. Turn from him. Go to someone who really will tell you what the scriptures say. Lord, we do pray. And everywhere over this country where this, the sound of this broadcast is heard, that there will be counselors who will be willing to counsel your children from your word. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen.